You're listening to the Zipline Logistics Truck Yeah podcast, where we explore all kinds of hot topics in the logistics industry. Get ready to learn, laugh, and get your brain off. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Zipline Logistics podcast. My name is Jesse Jewett. Join with me, as always, our Director of Training and Development, Teddy Lee Knox. Teddy, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's it going? Great, thank you. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I don't know when our our truckiers are listening. What do we call our listeners? Truckiasters. Truckiasters. I don't know when they're going to be listening to this. Hopefully soon. But today we're talking about the current market, right? Yes. A little bit of a freight recession here we're experiencing over the last uh, fifteen months ish. Yeah. Kind of mid twenty twenty two until now. Mm-hmm. Right. Rates were at record highs yeah. in the COVID pandemic. March 2020, <laughs> basically until about April 2022, we had mm-hmm. crazy rates. Because of huge consumer intake and consumer spending. The demand for people buying goods at home. People weren't traveling as much. Mm-hmm. People weren't uh, attending shows, attending the movies, going to concerts, things like that. Anything outside of your house, you weren't yeah. doing a ton of. So that shifted things a little bit, our consumer spending structure. And with that... We saw demand go up and the capacity couldn't keep up at the time. Mm-hmm. So what we also saw was a bunch of carriers enter into the marketplace. Yep. So we had a big influx of carriers entering the marketplace thinking that these high rates were going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And then about mid-2022, they started going down because the demand yep. uh, started, started dropping as well mm-hmm. because of the investments or the cash on hand. The carriers are slower to exit out the, of the marketplace. Yes. We're seeing it starting to move up a little bit or increase or speed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's starting to balance out. Based on everything I've read or the discussions I've had with other folks in the industry, it's not moving as fast as we think. No. Or as we thought it was going to. Yeah, we thought and, this was going to be corrected. I mean, everyone thought this was going to be corrected a lot faster. Right. And now the projections are at least mid-2024 into farther along. Yeah. But we're going to go back even further. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of come at this from uh, the angle of a, a third-party logistics company. Absolutely. Why is that, Jesse? Because that's what we are. Yes. <laughs> and some folks call them brokers. Yep. 3PLs. And why we want to talk about this is like kind of the history or or the shortened history, maybe the 21st century history. But it's definitely interesting to hear or or examine some of the data points of how far the 3PL industry has come since the beginning of 2000, since the year 2000. So mm-hmm. back in 2000, 3PLs or freight brokers represented 6% of uh, the transportation industry. Not very much. Not a lot. 2023, we're, we're cracking 20% plus. Yeah. Okay. So tripled in 23 years. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's changed the role of a freight broker. Mm-hmm. So back then, it would be maybe less desirable freight or lower priced freight. Yeah. Filling backhaul networks. Mm-hmm. I think a famous... Freight broker that I'm aware of is was American backhaulers. Mm-hmm. They're literally filling up the trucks that are going back to their original destination, right? Yeah. And usually with cheap 
prices or or good prices, I guess, mm-hmm. um, compared to the head haul freight. Yeah. And now, certainly from Zipline's perspective, right, we consider ourselves experts in CPG yes. and retail deliveries. And that's that's where some of it's changed. We can help our customers find the carriers of choice to maintain the high delivery standards yeah. that they need to hit for these retailers. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things that's changed in the last 23 years is even when I started at Zipline, brokers had a certain reputation for being cheap or doing the backhauls only and not being the experts. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I've seen change even in my 12 years here that people are reaching out for the brokers because they have the niches, they have the specialization, and that is exactly what's needed. And um, Andrew, our president, says it all the time, is that we are, you know, showing our expertise. We have our niche in a sea full of generalists. Another part of the evolution of freight brokerages is technology. Yeah. We have our in-house proprietary software, Canopy. Mm-hmm. That helps not only the day-to-day operations by tracking freight and letting people know, letting our customers know where their trucks, their orders are Mm -hmm. on a little map that looks very user-friendly. But we also are drilling down into the data of the transportation spend, the KPIs, the cost per skids, the cost per mile, the total spend depicted by lane lane level detail. Yeah. Anything that you could possibly want to know. Why did our, our cost spike? Well, because you paid... $4,000 this month in detention at this one receiver that we have no control over. So with that technology, we're acting as traffic managers in Mm -hmm. some ways for our customers, right? In many ways, some of our our best customer relationships that we have are fast-growing CPG brands. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about it on on previous episodes, but they're wearing a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. They may be in charge of marketing. They may be in charge of supply chain. They may be in charge of uh, sales as well. A small staff that's trying to grow. Hey, we need somebody to handle logistics. Well, Mm -hmm. who could better handle their CBG logistics than a CBG logistics expert like Zipline? And that means we handle everything. We handle it all. Digging in and, and developing a relationship with somebody to increase the presence of their brand and make sure their freight gets onto the store shelves. And I think when we are looking at the evolution of technology in this industry, it has, if we're, if we're really looking at the history, we can start with the Pony Express. Oh, my. <laughs> it started 10-day guarantee to California. Shout out Pony Express. <laughs> but, like, how it's changed so much. And even when you think of um, the ELDs, those have changed so much in the industry. And that makes it safer, but then also allows you to track the trucks a little bit differently that we've never had. Mm-hmm. Uh, never had before. And then we have also these portals now that allow you to see when your drivers have actually checked in and where they are when unloading and what's been accepted and received. So it's really important to to know that in this industry, you have to keep up with all of those things. It's not just about data visibility, which is amazing and extremely crucial, um, but it's also about understanding all of these things so you can put it into when you even start before it gets into the data, starting to make sure that you have the right setup. Like you said, we have the right mode, we have the right mm-hmm. carrier, and understanding how everyone else's technology is working so you can work together well, not have clashing technology. 
What's up, truckers? If you love the Truck Yeah podcast, you'll also love the other content we create here at Zipline Logistics. I'm talking funny TikToks, weekly blogs, informational ebooks, client interviews, and so much more. To keep up with the latest CPG industry news and content, you can subscribe to Zipline Logistics retail resources by visiting www.ziplinelogistics.com slash enews or by simply clicking the link in the show notes. You don't want to miss out on the hot expert insights on trending topics delivered right to your inbox. And you want to know the best part? It's completely free. So sign up using the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. That was a great technology summary. Yay. I loved it. Go us. Hey, do you know what year the Motor Carrier Act was passed? 1980. Boom! Seven years before I was born. Nice. (laughs) Wow. Two for me. But either way, that helped establish freight brokerage. I think that is is crazy to see how it was so strict. Like, yeah. And we got, it seems like we kind of got away from that. And sometimes we're trying to get back to that, you know, like strict way of logistics and the way that the carriers operate. But, you know, that's when you were mentioning, like, brokers were just doing backhauls. Basically, this act made that the only possible thing for them to do. You're and, not allowed. It says we're not allowed. But once once that came, once the act passed or was ended, back calls were back calls were, were it, and then brokers really had to work their way up to earn their stripes to to show that we can do more of this. And it always seems to be or seemed to be the situation through kind of looking through the way that brokers have grown is that it was they took a chance. Someone needed help. They were at a panic state yeah. and they realized, oh, wait, these are logistics companies. They can do everything anyone else can. But the benefit of a brokerage is, is that they're helping the shippers just as much as they're helping the carriers, almost kind of like regulating the marketplace because we're not just focusing on these trucks. We're focusing on all the trucks, whether that's bigger, smaller. I mean, it's just it's regulator. I feel like is the perfect word. Regulator! <laughs> I'm so glad you got that. Mild <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy Carter for deregulation. You wouldn't have think Jimmy Jimmy Carter would have been big into deregulation, but he he helped pass it. Uh, he did. Motor Carrier Act of 1980. Uh, Where really, would we be today? What podcast would we be doing today? Really changed the game. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> shout out to Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer. I think he's still alive, right? Yeah. Uh, can we get our produ- <laughs> producer to do a quick Google search of that? Anyways, so we're in a freight recession right now. Yes. And the reason why is because supply, trucks, Mm -hmm. is currently higher than demand, right? The last update I heard, there's about 60,000 trucks in the marketplace that is oversaturated. Mm -hmm. And this this happens. This is a standard market cycle. Is this is kind of what happens, but we're just since it's a recession, it's a little bit more extreme, just like we saw with our COVID pandemic era, whatever we call it. Sure. And we see, like you mentioned, some of those carriers exit the marketplace. I've been in this industry since 2007. Yep. So I joined it right before the previous recession. Yes. 0809. Brokerages represented about 10% of the market back then. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about 20% now. So we've doubled since 2009. Mm-hmm. And the type of freight is a little bit different, too. The quality of the freight. Yeah. Know, customers are leaning on brokerages more because of that niche, that mm-hmm. specialization. But this is, like you said, it's pretty typical. It's going to go up. Mm-hmm. Then the rates are going to come down, mm-hmm. and then the carriers are going to leave, 
then the capacity is going to flip. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a driver shortage. Then the customer or the shipper will have to be pay up yeah. to get their freight moving. But how do you explain? So like this year we had both yellow and convoy go mm-hmm. out of business. That is pretty crazy. I mean, I remember right after COVID, we had New England Motor Freight mm-hmm. and um, one other company go out of business that were pretty well established. So, I mean, people knew, knew about them. They had routing guides at places. So how how does that happen when two much, much bigger places, what does that mean for people in the marketplace? Like, should they be worried? Is this scary or is this just normal and it just happened to be those two names this time? Well, I don't think it's over. Yellow, from what I understood, I could be totally wrong. So good thing this is an opinion podcast. I don't know if we put that in. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure Yellow got out over their skis a little bit around the pensions and their workforce started retiring and Mm -hmm. they were struggling with keeping up with the pensions as well as their operating expenses. Mm. And remember, they have assets too. So that's a a little bit of a different ballgame. That's true. Um, per our conversation with President Andrew Lynch around Convoy, you know, they sold a technology-based solution mm-hmm. in a people-based world. And per Andrew's commentary, he said that the, for every dollar in revenue they were bringing in, it was costing them a dollar forty-seven to execute it. Yeah. So that's obviously not a sustainable business model. Mm-hmm. So one was an asset-based and one was a broker. Correct. And it is just... Being able to understand the market and be able to withstand these recessions and the ebbs and flows that the marketplace goes through. Yeah. Difficult it, market cycle. Well, absolutely. It's, it's kind of like Columbus, right? The general vibe of Columbus and the economy of Columbus, it's never too high. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't experience the Silicon Valley boom or, 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 or things like that. Uh, but we don't really go too low either because we have... Healthcare, logistics, a university here, it's middle America. Everything's relatively stable. Mm -hmm. And that's those freight brokers or trucking companies who can kind of appreciate the fact that there is ups and downs. That's the the volatility of a market. Yeah. The idea is to try and play in the middle as long as possible Mm -hmm. and not go gangbusters when when things are going really well Mm -hmm. and not kind of lose sight of the of the end goal when things are going really really I don't poorly is a relative difficult term dip when things are more difficult um stay the course right our mm-hmm. messaging service specialization and technology yeah right we're still even though the the our our revenue per load has gone down 30% or or whatever that number is um it's similar to the to the averages our service is still the top priority right yeah. so our, our exercise or activities around our actions taken around every single load ensuring that it's going to deliver on time still results in a positive for our customers yeah which results in more opportunities which results in growth so that's the story that we're kind of sticking to if we stick to those principles then the the tough times are going to be are tough but they're not as bad Mm -hmm. and the high times you know we're going to prioritize customers that have stuck with us because we've stuck with them Exactly. I think that's why so many shippers are starting to incorporate more brokerages into their supply chains. Prepare yourself for 2024. Prepare yourself for any season. Anything can happen at any time. You have storms. Freight brokers are here to stay. You have inventory issues. You have the possibility of your customers deciding they need a PO urgently and they need it now. And you've got to figure out how to get there. And you don't have time to figure it all by yourself, especially if you're wearing five hats.
We're ready to take your call. 888-GO-ZIPLINE, www.ziplinelogistics.com. Jimmy Carter's not dead. <laughs> Gird your loins. Prepare yourself for battle. Thanks again for joining us on the Zipline Logistics podcast. We'll see you next time.